from the 50 midweek edition on the Bruise on the Balcony podcast network. Hello, everybody, and welcome in on back to the From the 50 podcast midweek edition presented by Book It Sports. I am your host, Zach Zook, following week four in the NFL. Alongside me is TJ Weber, Big Web, and Nick Yale out in Reno. Boys, uh, the uh, the picks on the panel, they're, they're heating up. They're heating up. How are we doing this week? Doing well, man. It's tough when you go four and three and, and you have to be last place to do a That's punishment. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I will say it is kind of a win for the show because it shows how good and deep that this panel is you know i mean that's some good picks and if i'm gonna lose at least i know that the boys did well and and even you know me and zook did well at four and three so yeah and i had a little at five and two i'm just excited to uh to be on top <laughs> get used to that again i was, I was this as close your soul to five and king. two with that push finally Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so so Nick's on. Let, we we like to give a little peek behind the curtain. Nick's on a four or five second delay, so he's gonna be cutting people off like a motherfucker in the show. It's just the way it is. He's in Reno. It's I'm pretty good quality audio for being in Reno and St. Louis. So shut the fuck up. We're we're doing what we can. There you go. <laughs> you know, my one takeaway from this show through four weeks, as as compared to the 2019 iteration is the picks on the panel have improved substantially. I felt like I was two and five, three and four a lot of weeks and sometimes wouldn't even lose. Now we're going positive and you're doing punishments. So people are getting conservative because of the punishment though. People are getting conservative because of the bets having to to be punished. Yeah. And so people are, are, are playing it safer, I feel like, than taking some chances. The Detroit, oh, Lions, some chances. The Detroit a, Lions are not conservative. I took a chance of the yeah. Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I took a chance of the Eagles, and I hit. I don't disagree, but playing it safe has also yielded, and I think all of us being above five hundred so far this year, which I know I for a fact was yes. far beneath that that little yeah we still there. haven't had really a week where there's like one or two people completely opposite and then we see like the demise of somebody and the you know how somebody else goes it's usually it's like 50 50 where we all are like four and two or four and three five and two three and three or three whatever the fuck it is but we're all pretty close and then the most we've had is i think zook had a one in six week in week two or was that dad someone had a one in six week now it wasn't me because this is my first time taking an l well, I tell you what, we can take a look at the standings. Let's take a look. Let's see. You can follow us take a everywhere. Trip down memory lane at from the fifty on Twitter, from the fifty show on Instagram. Uh, make sure you get involved on YouTube as well. We're going to start going live on YouTube. Try to you know broaden our horizons and, and kind of expand our audience. Uh, let's. Well, while TJ hunts for that, I got a little anecdote from the Monday night games last night. Obviously, right. we had one unplanned game in the in the Chiefs and the Patriots. So, guys, I'm feeling pretty good going into Monday night. I have Patrick Mahomes and Calvin Ridley left. I'm already up by eight to ten points. My opponent has Travis Kelsey and Marquez Valdez Scantling. So, you're feeling pretty good about that, right? Yeah. Well, Patty, I mean, did okay. You got about twenty points. Travis Kelsey got about 10, so the lead shrunk a little bit. And then Calvin Ridley puts up zero points, zero catches, zero yards. The Packers and Jair Alexander put the absolute clamps on him, and I won by three freaking points because of that. Mm. I had to sweat it out the entire time, 
and it was kind of miserable. Wait, so, wait, you're bitching and you won? Oh, I got a way. You don't want to sweat. I got a way worse <laughs> story than that. I had Zook Mikkel Hardman. So I did. I oh yeah, let me go off on Nick. He's not even here, but when he, <laughs> here he is in the fucking waiting room. I forgot all about this. I'm gonna wait till his bitch ass gets back already, into, the, into, the fucking into the lobby. Show. Wait till his bitch ass gets back in the lobby. Nick, can you hear me loud and clear? <laughs> all right. So we're gonna continue with this. Nick, uh, you know, if anybody watched the show on Sunday, I said I had a little predicament. I said Devontae Adams is my main wide receiver. He was out last week with injury. This week, he says they said he's not going to play until he's 100%. It's quite, he's questionable. It's probably the worst thing for a fantasy football owner to see the big Q next to your player every single week. So I asked the boys, I said, what do you do with Devontae Adams? You know, And Zook kind of said, ah, maybe you play Traquan Smith because I offered that earlier. And Dad said, yeah, do what you want. And then here comes Nick. And Nick <laughs> goes, trust me. You don't, I'm not sorry. He goes, you don't want to start Traquan Smith. Devontae's going to play. He's going to have a big old game. That's I what he's going to do. I don't know why you're putting this all on me. So I, I ended up listening to Mr. Nick Yale, and I benched Traquan Smith, who goes off for 21.8 points. Uh, Would have won me the contest, and I you put Devontae it. Adams in. So it doesn't get done there. Once Monday hits in the morning, luckily I had some time to prepare uh, it came out that Devontae Adams would be out for the game. Okay, fuck Nick. I hate that guy. But now I have time to at least make a change. So I pick up Mikkel Hardman. Mikkel Hardman, Zook, gets 12.7 points. With nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, I check. I'm up by 0.5 points. <laughs> I'm up by 0.5, and he's got Julian Edelman. Edelman gets a screen pass off his hands, pick six. Okay, that's great. But it's not great because now... Kansas City's done throwing. They're up by two scores. So when they get the ball back, they're going to run the ball. So I need Edelman to be completely shut down. Bill benches him for the first two plays of the next drive. I'm lucky as hell. Here he comes on third down. And there he goes on a little 10-yard out. And there's a throw and there's a catch. PPR league. And I lost by 1.5 points. Oh, that is a heartbreaker. Yeah, that you hate sucks. to see it. Yeah, my story pales in comparison to yours. Like, I'm sitting here, the Packers already had the game put away, and they're throwing play-action bombs to Marquez Valdez-Scan. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Yeah, just run out the game. Yeah. And uh, TJ, unfortunately, gets hit with a tough, tough foul. I so, mean, were uh, you between uh, Harry or Hardman, or were you Hardman all the way? I was, and I made the right choice. So Harry also had 11 points, I think. So I did get a couple more. It made it more interesting. Uh, but Nikhil Harry did score the first touchdown out of those two, yeah, and I was did. I was a little like nervous. Like there we go, it's another bad decision by me. And Nick's also the <laughs> one that told me to start, I of start you, Hartman. I knew so you played me uh, cool. yeah. it was not a great week for me in fantasy. I I lost both my leagues, and um, uh, I had George Kittle though came back yeah. with a vengeance, and I nearly stole it on Monday night with George Kittle. However, uh, fell about three points short. Other league, we had a good showing, but we we played against the toughest team in the league and just ravaged by injuries right now with Raheem Mostert and Drew Locke out. Uh, wasn't able to get the job done there, but but we're it, yeah. it, was, it was a rebuilding week. Yeah, you know, look, we you started know, the Drew season Locke three and wins, oh, Drew Locke wins th- Super Bowls. Drew Locke wins fantasy championships. We know that. <laughs> nah. Continue, Nick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he at least gets you more points than like a flex player, though. I'm not saying yeah, he's he's had he's had struggled at, at quarterback to start the season. Injuries have bitten him and his wide receivers but but he'll bounce back you know he, he always does he's he's got a he's got a big cock because we call, call him big cock lock and so save that uh he, he's ready to he's 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 
he's ready to rumble. And 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 you know, it was like I said, rebuilding week. We we started out the season three and zero. We can afford a loss right here against the two toughest teams. Oh, so you're back in to the Broncos leagues. now. So you, you've gotten off the Jags because they sucked now, and then you're back on the Broncos. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. the Jags kind of fucked me this past weekend. Uh, they were one of my my picks, TJ. They were one of your picks, too, so you should be off the Jags. I, I wore the Minshew jersey and everything, and he just shit to the bed. So, yeah, we're off the Jags this week. Back back to the Broncos. Okay. So you guys all <laughs> you guys all got to tell a shit story, so I got a, two quick ones Uh-oh. for you from Sunday. So. You know, all the parlays are hitting. All the pieces are coming together. And the uh, Los Angeles Rams, they underachieve on offense and can't get anything going. They do not cover that football game. Cost me That's two. Cost me two extra large bills there. Mm. Then I said, "Okay, feeling good about Sunday night, Monday night." So uh, skipped Frisco game, which was smart. Mm-hmm. Waited till Monday. Made a trip across the river, doubled down on Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. And, we got uh, patent that. Like <laughs> trip across the river. <laughs> no, the Chiefs and, and then the uh, the Atlanta over, mm-hmm. you know. So the Chiefs were, as you guys saw, they were they were suffering in the first half. And, yeah. they, and they ended up, got a defensive score. And they were pulling it together. And they covered a football game. But it wasn't easy. So got that in. I was sweating that. So that happens. Now I need this over that I loved all week. <sighs> They get going. Green Bay's doing their thing. You see, you guys saw what Atlanta did. So Ryan gets down, a Girl Scout that he is. He gets in this last drive. There's like 10 minutes left. They're giving it to him. They're backing off. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. This uh, Blake, four-yard line. I mean, just barely behind him, drops the football. Mm-hmm. Fuck, how, how about the Calvin I need, I need, drop? I, guys, I need six points. I need six points for all this <sighs> We're talking about four milkshakes by that point. Woo. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So then they get another drive. I only cared about my they pick. Get a, they, get another drive at, <laughs> they get another drive at the end, and Goof Nuts drops one. They said Ryan didn't throw the ball hard enough. and, and uh, Ridley, yeah. Ridley drops that ball. Yeah, he ended up with no catches, no points. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say, though, I mean, I think he should have came up to the ball and caught it when he saw the defender coming, but the defender did have a hand close to it, if not on it. So it's a tough catch. But, yeah, I mean, that should have been a touchdown. I feel like Ridley should have gone after the ball when he sees that defender coming. So, But, I, I mean, there, there's quarterbacks, and, and next Sunday I want to throw some things out at you guys. I want to pick some quarterbacks out and let you guys. We'll just do some one-word answers on these guys. But there's a certain amount of quarterbacks in this league that you look at and you go, that guy's not going to let me down. Guys like Matt Ryan – He's going to fucking let you down. Absolutely. You know, Jared Goff's going to let you down. <laughs> the you know? Aaron Rodgers is not going to let you down. Minshew's going to fucking let you down. Aaron Rodgers. Minshew's going to let you down. Dak's going to Dak's going to throw for 503, but he's still going to let you down. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, my da- God. Dak da- is, is just praying for any semblance of defense. I mean, he's out there doing his job left and right and just can't get even yards. a favor. Except, except I will say I was watching the game on my phone. So the, the the one that broke it away, and I, they won by a substantial margin, but the one where they had Zeke, when Zeke fumbled, and then they got it back in the red zone, Cleveland scored a touchdown. And then Dak fumbled, and then Cleveland scored a touchdown. So that's 14 points on two possessions within, I think it was a five-minute span that completely changed the game. Yeah, I, I, I had Cleveland. I was on the island. I knew they were going to win the football. That was a nice pick. That was Thank a nice you. pick, Big Web. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. There, I, see, there, there's so many up-and-down teams, though. I still can't trust them. Like, I just don't. 
I yeah, don't me too. Have, the second you, know, you pick the Browns, they will. F- they I'm, will I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying into the Brownie bandwagon. Wait till, in, wait till in they play Indy this week. Games. Wait till no. they play a real defense. I'm telling you, I don't know. Indy this week, like, don't, don't. I would not touch that game. But Indy's defense is going to shut them down. That, I have a that, feeling that game, that over under might be ten, <clears throat> ten in that game. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it will be. It's, it's wild. Zook. By the way, I want to bring up real quick. I think a big storyline we should probably talk about this week since it's kind of fresh with the head coach situation. So we can go yeah. in more to a deep dive of the Bill O'Brien stuff, but I am shocked that Dan Quinn uh, still has a job. Um, that, that is what I'm saying. I don't know why Adam Gase still has a job. Oh, you want to talk Dan Quinn, not why? Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah, Bill O'Brien I could see coming. 0-4, I understand. Yeah. But why I the thought fuck Dan is Quinn that? was yeah. going to be fired today. Why does Dan Quinn still have a job? No idea. How? How, how, how? I mean, come on. You get your ass fucking kicked. By Green Bay last, and you you've night. ruined so and, many chances to win this season in the final minutes and, and last year. Right? And it last just stemmed year. right in. They, I know they won a string of ball games there, but he started out the same freaking way. They haven't been the same since that Super Bowl loss. They just haven't. Nope. They just it's wild. Well, and it, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what my theory on the whole thing is. I don't think that this staff was ever good. I I don't think the Falcons were ever good. I think the coaching staff that took them to the Super Bowl was the only reason they were good. Yeah. And that was the Kyle Shanahan offense. And the second he departed for San Francisco, they were done. Mm-hmm. They were dead in the water. Yeah. And they Matt need Ryan to get had the MVP year uh, under under Shanahan. And he went, well, then they hired Steve Sarkeesian. He could not figure out how to get Julio Jones the ball. That was the year that they just, I think they gave him like one or two red zone targets. Remember that year? What oh, was yeah. It, 2016, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, I think they ended up losing to the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. And then it just snowballed from there. Like Dan Quinn is it's, it's mind blowing to f- actually watch him coach a game. I think he, last night was the first time I watched all 60 minutes of a Falcons game. And even there at the end of uh, the half, when uh, Dan Quinn's calling timeouts to get the ball back. It's mm-hmm. like, buddy, the Packers are on your 40-yard line with like 40 seconds left. Yeah. Even if they don't get a first down, you're not driving 90 yards or whatever to get a field goal. Like, you're just giving the Packers free timeouts. He gave the Packers two free timeouts in, in that half that enabled them to run the ball. Mm-hmm. He, he gave them so much time, and it ended up as a Rodgers touchdown when I don't think the Packers would have scored a touchdown there. He does some yep. shit like that every week. I think this is a case of we see a lot of owners and GMs do this. It's just holding on a year too long. Like they, they probably knew last year that it wasn't going to work out. I mean, he had fired all of his coaching staff. Didn't they do the uh, the old mix-up of roles? Like, they changed everybody on this coaching staff's roles to just try to get some fresh eyes on some things. And Dan Quinn had fired all three of his coordinators and was, like, one of the only head coaches to ever do that and retain his job. And that was last year. And they got off to, like, a one-in-six start. And then, like Big Webb mentioned, they string off some wins. But... You shouldn't let that – I think Arthur Blank and the Falcons front office, like the executive staff, let that impact their decision to keep him for this year when you knew last year he was done. Just like the Broncos knew Vance Joseph was done. Yep. They brought him back for an extra year. And with your conservative approach, you don't want to fire him. You don't want to do the wrong thing. So 
by keeping him, by being conservative, not having the balls to just give him the pink slip and say, see you, buddy, and hire somebody else, you get a conservative result, and they're not going to make the playoffs again. This Dan, Dan so, Quinn's, yeah, I'm with you, TJ. I don't get it. Dan Quinn's pulling a Marvin Lewis right now. Like, it is unbelievable how far they're going to take this. I'm, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be he fired just... the entire year. I think he, if he'll get fired, they'll, they'll do it in the offseason. I think he's set. If they want to start 0-4, you know they're going to turn it around at one point. I don't know if they're a playoff team. Probably not, but I think they'll at least win six games, I would think. They're, that's just the type of team they always are. But if I'm Arthur Blank, if I'm that, that ownership, that is not good enough for this team. I mean, you have so big, many big-time players. And you huge, get Todd Gurley, you got a market. Now. I mean, they got big draw on TV. Yeah. they got big draw in the stadium. I mean, you look at their next five games. They showed it last night. They showed their next five games, and it's much softer opponents. And you watch. The same damn thing's going to happen. They're, they start out bad. They're going to be like, Four and four, or five and three, whatever the hell here, and uh, it's just a goofy ass situation down there. And I'll tell you what else: when Ryan drops back to pass, you got zero confidence of where this fucking ball's going and what he's going to do. Yeah, it's just scary. I don't even. He's just he's losing his touch. He's getting old. And how many more years do you think you? Yeah. If you guys had to guess, how many more years do you think he has left with the Falcons? When the new coaching staff gets in, they're gonna probably drafts so they'll probably have yeah sta- have well, him for well, a I would year and then they'll be one. looking to draft somebody you're, you're talking no. about a, about a guy yeah. who signed for major major dollars right Zook? Mm-hmm. not too long ago i mean a couple three yeah. years ago signed for major yeah, money I, yeah. and I, I thought think he he's a lot in. closer to kirk cousins than he is anybody else yep yep i would put i would put matt ryan on a different pedestal than kirk cousins and i know i me and kirk have had a Pretty bad relationship in the past, but I would honestly think I would take. I Matt fucking Ryan love Kirk, man. Hundred times. Oh fuck, Kirk Cousins. He's so bad, and when he's good, I he's love still Kirk, not baby. That great. It's just it's my guy. Yeah, fucking came up clutch for me this week. Yeah, it's wonderful. He can't do anything in a week. I, one, I have been two, on the right side of the Vikings. Usually. I've been on the I've been on the right side of the Vikings every week this year. It's that's, fantastic. It's wonderful, Nick. Congratulations. Enjoy your first four weeks, and you're gonna have your stretch, big boy. Just wait. I, I I know I will. Usually it comes in the last four weeks of the season. I shit the bed to finish out the season last year. Yeah. I, I scraped away with the with the championship by the skin of my fucking teeth. Yeah. They got Seattle this week, buddy. Good luck. Yeah, we'll see. So let's talk about another yeah, coaching situation. I kind of want to talk about the Bill O'Brien stuff. Maybe it's kind of obvious, but what was your guys' takeaway on the whole thing? Because I think, and I know I crush – Bill O'Brien, like I call him Bob, I call him Bill O'Brien. Like I think he's the village idiot. But the one thing I'll say for him is I do think he, like at, at his core, I think he's a good football coach. Turned around that Penn State program after the Jerry Sandusky stuff. He comes into the NFL. He wins that division almost every year. I don't, I don't know the exact particulars on the statistics, but he he's got he has an above five hundred record as an NFL head coach. It's not like he's some joke. But he has a huge ego. The second they fired the GM and he starts doing all this crazy shit, it, it became clear it wasn't going to work. He traded DeAndre Hopkins, what, because he wouldn't practice in the middle of the week. You had disagreements. You can't get along with anybody. So you trade him for David Johnson. And then you bring in Randall Cobb and and Brandon Cooks, and you think everything's going to be okay. They're 0-4 and they traded away their first-round pick to Miami. It's currently in the top five of the NFL draft. Miami could have two picks inside the top ten this year because of Bob's fuck-up. So, like, 
I do think that he'll get another head coaching job eventually. But what I, I'm interested I to hear not. your guys' take on on the whole Bill O'Brien situation. I would, it's go ahead, Nick. It's the whole thing with the fact that he is their GM and their head coach. You can't do both of those two jobs effectively unless you're a Bill Belichick. Like you just Bill simply can't even cannot. Pick players. He does not pick good yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Like I, and I don't, I don't think a coach, a head coach, and a GM should be one in the same. You have to have two guys at those two positions because how do you effectively evaluate talent in in college and be able to make those decisions and coach a football team all at the same time. It's just, it's too much work. And I think that's what we've seen kind of get the best of Bill O'Brien because I think you're right. I think he'll get a coaching job elsewhere. And I think he'll be more effective as a coach elsewhere because of everything that he had to do. Sure. He had his quarterback into Sean Watson. He had some nice weapons and some good defensive weapons uh, on both sides of the ball there, but they just weren't able ever able to put it together. And I think the main component of that was the fact that he had to play both the role of GM and, and head coach. I think I think certain guys can do it. Certain personalities can do it. Like Bill Parcells was very good at it, I mm-hmm. thought. And, uh, you know, he was kind of a leader. He was an icon in that. And uh, But, but you got to have the personality, too. You got to be, you know, when you're a head coach of a football team, you're running everything. You're, you're and GM. Like, okay, where's the bus? You know, who's in charge of this? Who's got the hotel? You don't, you don't have to get physically involved in that shit but you're involved in it and you it's not just uh, x's and o's you know you got there's a lot going on you gotta have the right personality the right person very few people can do it yeah and again he he was already having some questionable moves before the hopkins thing and then right when he traded deandre hopkins no matter if it was contract situation no matter if it was them going back and forth about the practice stuff like Zook talked about regardless when you trade arguably the best receiver in the entire league for David Johnson, who used to be a great running back and has really lost his touch with injury issues and everything else, you're putting your nuts on the table and saying, here I am, I'm the boss, and we're this is what we're going to do. But you're also putting your nuts on the table, and the owner's going, better fucking work. It better fucking work. And when you start out the owner's 0-4, got a knife in his hand. When you start out 0-4, you know that you're going to be done. And it's that's why it's no surprise to me. You know, I, w- I was rooting for him. I mean, I he made a decision. I think it was a dumb decision. Um, but he at least went for it, and it, he gambled and did not work out one bit. So I don't know where it that team goes from It wasn't just here. the one Hopkins. Like, the Hopkins trade, I think, was the worst part, but let's not forget he traded away, like, three picks for Laramie Tunsil, too. Yeah. I, I, that was the year before. He gave Miami all those picks. That's how they had all those picks in the first round. So, like, he's just stacked bad decision on top of bad decision, and – yeah, I mean, you're right. There's nothing left to do but but fire you at that point. I mean, 0-4, that is just god-awful. Do we want to take god bets awful. on who's next, whether Dan Quinn or Gase is first? It's got to be Gase. I don't know. I, unless Blank is just so set on on Quinn finishing the whole season. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, they're both gone. That's I'm putting my money on Quinn. Who was, the Falcons, Quinn. who was the Falcons head coach before Quinn? Dirk Cutter, um, wasn't it? No. No. Dirk Cutter is the offensive coordinator now. Came yeah. over from Tampa Bay. That's a good uh, I think it was Mike hair. Mike something. Mike yeah, Smith. Yeah, Mike Smith. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious on how long you know the tenures usually are with Atlanta coaches. Just because. The, the thing is, Atlanta, at least offensively, has weapons. The New York Jets don't have shit. They don't have anything. Left Sam Bell's Darnold back this is week, Nick. good at – 
let, let yeah, Lev Bell washed up. Sam Darnold is as good as dead. Like they are just in absolute shambles right now. I, but at least Atlanta has weapons. Certainly their secondary is the worst in football. If not, you know, and their defensive line is nothing special either. They need to get, they need to get defensive players. Bad. Sounds like you're not a believer in Jameson Crowder. So that's, uh, Uh, I I have never (laughs) been a, I have never understood why Jameson Crowder's fantasy value has been where it is because it's, it's, it's always in the top half of, fantasy wide receivers and any fantasy wide receiver goes to die in New York. So my take on uh, the jets, I think Darnold is still a decent quarterback. I think he gets a shot somewhere else down the road. I think if you're number one pick, they're going to probably get Lawrence or the kid from North Dakota state. Um, Is who's touted higher is, is Trevor Lawrence touted as the number one quarterback right now? He has to be. Okay. So, I mean, if he's sitting there, I don't think I, – I just can't see the Jets if they go – if they win two, three games or whatever, I can't see them saying, all right, we're got, if we had the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence there, I don't see them saying, all right, we'll, we'll stick with Sam. It just – there's no nope, way. Sam's fucking done. Going to be done. So. Yep. Um, Unfortunate, but I, I'm, I'm out on Darnold also. I mean, that happened for me last year. I just – it gets to a point where it's like, I just don't see it, man. Like, there's plenty of people playing in bad situations that look better than you do right now. But I will so, say, I think he's looked better. I mean, look, like Nick said, look I don't the, think he's look trash. The team that they've given him. I mean, you yeah. can't yeah, tell me. I'm he, with you. You put Josh Allen on that team, he's not going to be who he is now. And you put Darnold on the Bills, I don't think they're 100%. as good as they are. But I, I, I kind of uh, compare it to, to Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen sucks. Like, Whatever team you put him on, he's a third-string quarterback now. He's just not a good NFL quarterback. That's fine. They didn't know that. I think Sam Darnold has some some you know pizzazz to him. Even if he's not going to be a starter, I think he could be an interesting some backup moxie. somewhere. Yeah, some moxie. He's got some swag here and there. So I don't know. I I don't see him being an NFL starter exactly, but he's a guy to like kind of take a look at and it could be an interesting backup somewhere next year. Maybe. Remember remember when uh, Eli turned down a team. He said, "You get drafted." And said, "I'm not playing for." Oh, you. it was the Chargers. I'm yeah, Chargers. Playing, I'm not playing for you. That, that, yeah, <laughs> not playing for yeah. You. Rivers, Rivers got Spanos. <laughs> Quarterback goes in. Rivers Jets. got drafted well, by the Giants. Did yeah, you hear? Did you yeah. hear what? And then they uh, flip flopped. Did you hear what Mike Greenberg said the other day on ESPN? He's a he's a Jets fan, and he said, "If I was Trevor Lawrence and I knew the Jets were the number one pick, I would I would say to go back to school." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I, if I would Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I hell yeah. He was a senior now. He's been in college football forever, right? Is he only well, you, you get the, you get the extra year of eligibility. Everybody gets the extra year of eligibility because of COVID. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. It's so you like, can still uh, choose to come back another year. It's like when you play MLB, the show Zook and you have your, like, my player, and then it says, oh, you got drafted by the Tigers, and you're like, nah, I'll go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So funny. Except for me, it's usually because I got drafted, like, 23rd. Yeah. I'm like, I can do better. I can do better. You're like, I want the guaranteed money. Come on. Yeah. I hate yeah, it. One on. time I did that three times, and I kept getting drafted by the fucking Tigers. I'm like, fuck it. I guess I'm on the Tigers now. <laughs> so pissed. Lost three Request years. Request trade immediately. <laughs> three years of my minor league years because I didn't want to be on the Tigers and still ended up on the Tigers sucked nice yeah yeah it's a tough one i yeah i don't know what you do uh i i i thought joe burrow maybe would have been wise to tell the Bengals no but i don't know i i I never know what the right answer is because 
you know, things change and franchises change, but it seems like it's the same shitty ones year after year, no matter who who is on the field. But the Jets have had some really good years in the not-so-distant past. I mean, we all like to clown on the Sanchez, and I, I as much <laughs> as anybody, likes to clown on the Sanchez. Oh, yeah. But they had some good good teams. I think they went to the AFC Championship twice. Twice with in a row. Revis in that defense. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I think that the Jets, I mean, obviously he wasn't there, but I think the Jets should have dra- should have tried to find a way to get uh, Baker Mayfield. I think you got to get a guy with uh, with some sort of personality. <laughs> kind of guy. Like, like Sam Darnold's personality, I just don't think really works in the Big Apple. Whereas a guy a like Baker Mayfield, who's on commercials left and right, I just feel like that is more New York. You know, like they, no, they, right. he relates to the fans. And it's kind that's, of what you need a- to make it in New York. Now, Eli Manning totally disproves everything I just said because that guy <laughs> has about quiet. as much personality <laughs> as a goddamn apple. Yep. But uh, I, I think that generally speaking, you want a, a leader like that. For sure. No, I, I still can't get over the fact every time you say Baker and where he could have gone, they still I still don't know why they didn't take Saquon number one and see if Baker falls to you at four. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Denzel Ward's good and all, but look, I'm never gonna get over the fact that the Browns had they knew what Saquon Barkley was gonna be. And I know they got Nick Chubb, I know they got, they're doing all right, whatever. You got Saquon Green Barkley. Hunt, I mean, arguably it's the best one two punch. Just never gonna see a running back yeah. drafted number one overall. And again, if he keeps Honestly, hopefully the Giants were probably crazy for doing it at two. Yeah, he's just I don't know. He's 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 because Saquon's he's a, on IR right now. I mean, that's that's the whole. Yeah, I issue. know, I know, but God, he's the dude's unreal. So anyway, yeah, but and you're right. Like I think Saquon Barkley is the best running back prospect to come out since Reggie Bush, or maybe even before. Dude's like, quads are like that, trees. Like the dude's a monster. He's fast, he's so. If he yeah. stays healthy, you're right, Zook. It's all yeah. about his health. And I know running backs are, are not taking number one, but you could not see that dude come out of college and say, that's going to be a bust. There's just there's no way. It just – and then if – I don't think Baker was going to go 2-3. I, I really don't. So, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's my it, hot take it's, of the day. It's interesting to reflect on. I mean, that, that draft class – gets talked about a lot the 2018 quarterback draft class because you had so many people you had baker you had darnold you had you had uh rosen you had josh allen and then you had lamar it was taken last among all of them and actually did he's probably what would we say would we say he's probably the best right now oh for sure or would you say josh allen no i'd, I'd say lamar's still up there just from what he did I, last I, year I, I tend to agree it's not set in stone, but I tend to agree. Like the guys won the freaking MVP already. Now like, think about the young quarterbacks out of all of them that we've had though in the last. Who did you say last week? You, you found you found ten quarterbacks that were better than Lamar that you'd take over Lamar. Wasn't that no, what you I said last week? I don't think I listed Allen though. No, you, but you said ten. You said uh, there were ten. He was in there. Yeah, I he said was, ten. I think you and, said. And Josh you know Allen. what? Honestly, that was probably a little rich. I think I clarified it on Twitter. Like, there's probably like seven or eight. That I take before yeah. Lamar, and the main point is just that like I'd rather have a throwing quarterback in a throwing league, because let's figure if you're a franchise and it gets time to pay Lamar, you have to pay him all this guaranteed money, and he's gonna be wanting, especially if they win a playoff game or two, he's gonna be wanting, you know, maybe not Patrick Mahomes type money, but like Goff and Wentz got ridiculous contracts. Yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson yeah. got a ridiculous contract. He's going to be asking for every and bit they, as they much can as all that. Throw. Yeah. As he should ask for as much as that. Guys won the freaking MVP. But his style of play and the way he plays the quarterback position, like, do, you, do, do any of you guys think he's going to be a starting quarterback when he's 35? 
But it doesn't matter. It's, like, limiting, it, it's going to limit his years. Because exactly. it's something brand new. It's We haven't seen that, I think, since Michael Vick. Like he, That's who he reminds me of. Is he's even, Right, and Michael you know, Vick wasn't good over 30. No, he fumbled like, a shit he wasn't ton, that good. too. And, and, yeah, you're right. He dropped off yeah. and obviously had Line, the, the whole jail thing happen. Linemen and linebackers are getting bigger, faster, and stronger, which is hurting the quarterback position and from running the ball as much as quarterbacks do. So, I, I don't – yeah, I don't think he'll be – deep into his career but the thing about lamar is everybody talks about his running because he is like probably the best quote-unquote athlete on the field but the dude had the most passing yards last season i mean he's a he's a good quarterback like that that's what proved it to me was he wasn't like a terrible thrower and then did everything with his legs he can but the fact that he led the nfl in passing yards with the how many he has come on how how many of those yards were yak though were, were yards after the catch? I mean, on, yeah, like with guys like Marquise Brown and you can say that about Tom Brady. I know, but I'm 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 just saying Lamar is more of a dinked up kind of guy, and they got a lot of these guys that are that that are shifty just as well as he is. I don't think it's like I don't think I don't man. when I look at Lamar when I look at Lamar I don't look at like a power arm. I don't look at like a Rodgers or even a Matt Ryan or a uh, you know or a Jared Goff or Deshaun that can like Mahomes that can also puff. Not 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 any not any not anymore, but he was and that can like just sling the ball. Uh, I he, don't look at that. I, Lamar does not remind me of that. He does that with Marquis. So I think last year, like that's to me, he's a deep shot guy, or he's a Mark Andrews through the middle, yeah. and then he runs. Like I, I think he is. I don't think he's a dink and dunk guy at all. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, TJ's on to something. Like, I don't think you can totally just explain away. He led the league in touchdowns in every major offensive category last year. So, like, I don't I don't want to explain that away or say that he is, you know, not worthy of what he accomplished last year. Like, it's incredible first. how much better yeah. he got from his rookie year to last year. And even from last year to this year, I feel like he's an even better passer than he was his MVP season. But to me, I think a lot of the success, and not again, not to explain away his success, but from what I studied from them, it, it seemed like everything comes off the run game. Like all those wide open guys, those deep bombs he was throwing to Marquise Brown and, uh, and Boykin last year. And he would hit guys on slants and stuff too. But a lot of the a lot of that was coming off of the run game because people had to respect his ability to rush the football and mark ingram was on a heater last year and they had gus edwards going last year and when it gets to third and 12 and third and 10 and there's no threat of that run can he make a play and yeah. that is what he had that's the next step he has to take because when it gets nut cutting time in the postseason when he gets into those obvious passing situations he has he just flat hasn't been able to get it done and he'd be the first person to tell you that so I, I that's the next step i'd be looking for out of him and if he does take that step he's a top five quarterback it's it's plain and simple yeah and i think you kind of mentioned how you like throwing quarterbacks but i think my favorite quarterbacks to watch are like those I mean, Mahomes is the perfect is the perfect combo because he does have speed, but he's just the best passer in the NFL. But then you you look at a guy coming up like Joe Burrow. You know, Burrow is a guy who is already kind of earned his chops with with throwing the football at LSU. But you also saw what he could do with his legs. The perfect guy right now that I think you know, Zook, you hated him coming out of college, but Josh Allen is the guy. Yeah, because he yeah, is, I got I got to take an L on that one. Yeah, well, it's just because he's the best one two punch right now. I mean, he is just. When he gets his his throwing motion going, I didn't know how good of a runner he was out of college, and he's he's the real deal. I totally didn't see that coming. Yeah, like you could make the argument that he's more valuable than Lamar just be, because I feel like his passing ability is obviously greater than Lamar's. He just has an absolute rocket. Yeah, and then 
he his rushing value. I mean, it's not Lamar. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but it's not that that far. It's not off. pretty, like, but he gets there. He gets in though. He finds a way too. He's just like a he's he's more of a power runner. Where obviously you know Lamar's more of I'm going to make you miss and juke you out of your out of your shoes type of guy. But I think also that could hurt him because one of these days we haven't seen it yet. Knock on wood. I hope we don't because he's awesome to watch and you never want to wish anybody to get hurt. Obviously. But if Lamar gets hit one time, I haven't seen him take a huge hit where he's going to get injured. It's going to happen, you know. So God, he took some. He kept taking some last year, and he got smarter as the year went on. But he took some last year. It's like Jesus, but like, dude, you gotta, you gotta avoid these. Like, yeah. you're not. Gonna well, that's make like, it. remember RG three, RG three second football game. He's diving. He's got. A, he does one of these helicopters, and his hip crashes right into a guy. And I'm like. Oh, it was his knee. I go, this dude is not going to last, oh, man. Oh, no, dude. And when you start slinging your body, it don't work. Yeah. Like you say, you're not going to get those years. Mm -mm. That's it. And that's that's what I mean. I don't know I don't know what his future is. I mean, he's a he's a great athlete. But you're right, Zook. I think they're not worried about what he looks like at 35. I don't think he's a played-till-35 type yeah. of guy, but he doesn't it's need to be. It's a good point. Like, wh why why are they worried about it? Like, why don't you just give him a five-year deal? Like, he could, he'll play for five years yep. and then just worry about it when the time comes because you're right. He is a special athlete. They got an incredible value at the back end of the first round. I think that was Reggie McKenzie's last draft pick as the GM of the Ravens, the so last first-round draft pick. And, man, he went out on a banger, that's for sure. For sure. Hey, I want to bring up – I want to give a random question. I think this would be interesting. If you guys could pick – so forget records. Let's say the season starts today. From what you've seen – through the first four games, if you had to pick one quarterback right now to get you all the way through the season and win you the Super Bowl in the NFL right now, who are you taking? Um, Wait, say, ask one more time. So it's what you've seen so far. Act like you're a head coach and you get to pick any quarterback you mm -hmm. want for the rest. For This is the start of the season, but what you've seen is what you're going to get. You know, who do you think has the best value and the best chance to win the Super Bowl? I don't want to hear about what the best team is. Just from what the you've seen from the quarterbacks, what quarterback would you want to take you all the way? Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes or Rodgers? That's pretty much my I, answer. I'm going to say like, Russell, I, I think it's, Russell Wilson for me. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong there either. He's mm, probably the front no. runner for the MVP, yeah. Russell is. But uh, I think I'd probably have to take yeah, i mean you could you 12. could put make a case there for dak too just i mean obviously not the team but the quarterback you can yeah. make a case for dak as well yeah i i just think russell has i mean he's he's a dual quarterback but i think he's got the most poise in the nfl i just think he's got swag i think he's got poise he, he's he's so good he showed finally some shakiness this week against miami with the with the pick and i really i don't think we've seen mahomes has shown like very slight shakiness, but Rodgers, to me, Rodgers has been absolutely locked in this year. Yeah, but and I think that's because of the pressure that he has from 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 love. But like, I don't know. To me, to me, Rodgers has just been locked in. But yeah, I mean, you can't go go wrong with Russ either. So, uh, did you guys see Monday Night Football with the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, Bill Bill made some adjustments and he shut. Mahomes down early in the game, some somewhat. Yeah, you know that's, we, what, that's what they, I'm saying. They were going three and outs, and and they showed at home. They sh right, so they so they showed how they had these corners, and they brought them up, or actually they were outside linebackers, and instead of rushing, they could rush at times, but they flared them out to the left and right, and that way Mahomes. It, but but you got to have a little bit of a pass rush too, and they did. Their their front four was, was getting somewhere. That's an important part of it. Yeah, but they just flared them out, so that Mahomes could not run to the took outside. Took Kelsey out of the game. Took Kelsey out. And that, and I wonder. I, I'm. I still. I told myself, let's let's watch some film on San Diego or L.A. Chargers. 
because they kept them down too, remember, in the first half. Mm-hmm. So did Bill pick up something from the from the Charger game, and were they doing the same thing, just floating these guys out and taking that flat out of the game? Not not just for the pass, but also for Mahomes to run out there. No, for sure. And I think that's that's what they're trying to figure the, out. A lot of the – a lot of the sharps have been have been talking about. I've talked to two or three of them out here that have said that based on what they've seen, that Kansas City is in line at some point this season to lose two games in a row. And and based on on that early stuff in the, in the Patriots game last night, I mean the Patriots are good defense. They they don't have the offense. Obviously, we we noticed that last night. But if you figure out what the Patriots did on defense last night and then have an offense. They could easily lose lose a game or two. Yeah, and it's also got to be like a, a a staff that's got a mindset that that you, you trust and, and can, mm-hmm. can make it happen. So, and somebody with with a pass rush, it can't be just any hokey defense. Got to be the, the whole group, the, the mindset, the the intelligence of the coaching staff, and and somebody's got a front line that can put this into motion. But I agree with you. I, I, they're they're slightly exposed, mm-hmm. and I think every team's been slightly exposed this year. I think the Packers are the one team I don't think we've seen weakness from, which is scary because they've had a lot of injuries on offense, yeah. and they're still doing it. So, yeah, I would say the Packers are the most complete team at this moment, besides the Chiefs. But I think we have seen, as far as seeing no signs of being you know, a team that maybe not as good as they've shown regularly – I think the Packers are the most well, well, interesting well, team. Really, guys, look at look at that game last night. I mean, they had, there was a big uh, pick – Pick six, I thought. We got a touch defensive touchdown yeah, yeah. somewhere along the so line. So Edelman dropped the ball. He hit it oh, off yeah, his hands. Right, yeah. right. And, and then also there was a big, big penalty that got him into scoring position too. Other than that, they were Kansas City was not dominating on offense. Yeah, that last night. I mean, how much of that do you attribute to Bill, though? Like Big Web, I a thought lot, a lot. You did a you did a nice job of hitting what they were doing uh, on the defensive side of the football, and I watched kind of the post game show. And some ESPN stuff with Ryan Clark kind of breaking down. They had 10 guys up at the line of scrimmage, and there was a million different things that they could do. And they were playing some sort of man zone combo with three underneath defenders floating around uh, in the flat. So they were taking away a lot of his his checkdowns, a lot of his hot routes, and, of course, his ability to scramble. So uh, I just don't know if anybody can replicate that. Like, Bill shuts down a lot of people, and it feels like – no other team's able to do it because his scheme is just so superior yeah. to other coaches. They were saying that Patrick Mahomes, I think, had had three halves of football without scoring a touchdown, and all three of them were against the Patriots and Bill Belichick. So, like, he's just such an elite coach and such an elite defensive mind that it's just really tough, tough to score on him. And he's just so good. Yeah, I agree. It could be just that, and and uh, Kansas City can dominate other coaches, other teams. But uh, you know, this is a copycat league. I mean, people watch what goes on, and they'll, they're going to try. I'll tell you that. So, I uh, one last takeaway, and then we can go to the Thursday night picks if everybody's okay with that. For sure. But the one surprising result I saw on Sunday, perhaps above, maybe not above the rest, but. One that certainly made me raise an eyebrow was the Cardinals' defeat on the road against the Carolina Panthers. This is a team that is coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions that was two and zero that that we were already crowning, you know, division champions, playoff team, ten wins. They're now two and two with back to back losses against the Detroit Lions and the Carolina Panthers. Where's our panic meter at 
with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, you know, do we think that they're for real or were they just kind of pretenders for two weeks? Mm-mm. No, I, I, I think, think they it's, were. it's more on the Panthers. I think the Panthers are better than we thought. And yeah. it's, it's a shocker because without McCaffrey, I thought they were going to be dead in the water. Teddy's starting to show he's got game. And, and this is something I talked about in the beginning of the year. I said, I don't expect them to be a great team, but I don't expect them to be the bottom of the league as a lot of people were thinking. Their defense without Keekley is surprisingly better than I thought they would be. Um, they're, they're somehow figuring it out with Teddy. He's got the spread offense going on. I don't know how they're doing it, but I think it's it's the Panthers. I think they're playing better. And then again, I, I called the Cardinals loss to the Detroit, or at least a close game, because that's what the Lions do. They just have this weird ebb and flow about them that I kind of get a feeling on how they're going to perform against certain teams. They always seem to play the Cardinals tough. I don't know why that is. So yeah, do we freak out? I'd say it's, it's a little aggravating to try to figure out what the Arizona Cardinals, who they are, because I agreed with Dad two weeks ago that they did have a shot to win the NFC West. I thought Hopkins just took them over the top. I thought Kyler's second year is now going to turn into, you know, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, if not already, very, very soon. Uh, But these two losses kind of put them down to earth. So now I'm curious to see how they bounce back. I think they got a good football team, but are they a great football team yet? I think that still has time to tell. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need to see what the uh, we need to see Kyler step up. I think people are still a little bit too high on on Kyler as a quarterback, and I think the Panthers exposed that a little bit this year or th- this week rather. Um, that Kyler maybe isn't quite to that top tier level that he is going to have to garner as a as a top pick, and they exposed a little bit of that. And I, I think more to it than anything is the fact that. Without Christian McCaffrey, teams don't have a lot of tape on how to prepare for the Panthers when they play against them. I mean, the whole offense has been run through Christian McCaffrey for the past few years, and so now you're pulling him out and bringing in Teddy, a normally a backup, now in a starter role. And and they have some good wide receivers. They brought in Robbie Anderson from, from New York this year as well to add to their wide receiver core. They're able to, like I said, spread that offense out a little bit and, and work through some of these other guys that aren't named Christian McCaffrey and teams don't really know how to prepare for it. Panthers run the field most most of the game. And, you know, they, they pretty much kept Kyler in, in check for the majority of that first half. And I think that's something playing in an NFC West division that's very tough. Seattle's going to win the division. But uh, I think they can still squeak, squeak out a, a wild card if they – can put it together late. You know, DeAndre banged up a little bit, but if he can stay healthy and and Kyler can really work through some of those kinks um, that we've seen these past couple games, then then I think they could still contend for the wild card. See, I, I think they are what they've showed after the first month. I think they're eight and eight. I, I don't think they have the consistency to beat good teams, but I think that every Sunday they're a threat to beat whoever they play. I just, I, I'm not a huge, I'm a huge believer in Kyler. Don't know about Cliff Kingsbury yet. I didn't like the hire initially. We'll have to say I gotta I gotta give him a little bit of credit. He's not he's not a joke by any means, but I don't think Vance Joseph's a very good defensive coordinator. I think their defense is suspect at times. As a team, I just like you can't lose to the Lions and Panthers in back to back weeks, even if the Panthers are improved under Matt Rule and Joe Brady in that new offense. I mean, the, Teddy Bridgewater is still the damn quarterback. So like, if you're a good team, if you're if you're a playoff team you win those games, or you at least win one of them. So I, I think that's just kind of going to be the Cardinals. I think they're going to be one of the more frustrating teams to bet this year because if you bet on them to do well, they could disappoint you at any turn. And the second you bet against them, they'll put up 40 points. So 
I, I think they're going to be one of those teams this year. I think they're going to be like the Falcons West back when the Falcons were actually contending for something. I think they got to do a better job of getting the ball to Hopkins. I mean, he had 41 yards last week, no touchdowns. He's got one touchdown on the year. He's got two games, 100 and a half or 120. That's fine, but uh, you got to get him in the end zone. He's an end zone guy. So, uh, no, they got to do a better job of getting him to football. So let's move on to Thursday night. We got uh, our, our good pal, Tom Brady, taking on the Chicago Bears. The Bears are four-and-a-half-point underdogs. What do you guys think in that game? I think it's going to be one of the better, at least intriguing matchups we've had on Thursday Night Football this year. For sure. Zook, let me go through our uh, picks or our standings real quick for Thursday Night Football. Uh Zook, don't follow Zook. Hashtag fade Zook on Thursdays. He's 0-4 yeah, on Thursday night football picks. <laughs> 0-4. Uh, let's see. Cooper is 1-3, so also not great. Me, Nick, and and uh, Dad are all 2-2. Two two. Right. So it should be uh, should be good. No, I I think it's – is it 5.5 the number's at right now for the Bucks. I saw 4.5 on CBS. It might have changed, though. Okay, 4.5, 5.5. Either way, I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. Brady, I think, is starting to get a little comfortable. I think we saw last week him him coming back tough, um, you know, through three touchdown passes. I think he's starting to get kind of his old Tom Brady ways. I knew it was going to take some. It was going to be some growing pains, you know, in that first couple games. And it's everybody thought that he'd just step in and and they'd be a Super Bowl contender. I think they could be by the end of the season. Um, but it takes some growing pains with a new team. So I I like what Brady did last week. Bucks are three and one. They're on a good. They're on a good roll right now, and I think they're going to cover at least by a touchdown. So, um, give me the Bucks in this one. I tell you what, Chicago was shit this week. They, I watched that whole football game, and they were just, they were just terrible. You you can play defense, and you have a great defense. That's fine. But you, if if your defense always has to be on the football field, and you can't do a damn thing on offense, you're not going to get anything done. I. Give me Tampa Bay in this game, and uh, I like them covering easy. I think they're going to wear them down because they're not going to get any – Chicago's mm. not going to get any offense. There's offense. an easy word. There's an easy word right Do there. It. We don't like Do to it. hear that. Mark it down. Uh, despite the the number at five and a half, you know, I, I was a little bit nervous. I, my bet would probably be different had the Bucks not come back and won that game, play it against the Chargers. I think the Chargers exposed them in a lot of – Different areas. Uh, the Bucks are banged up, but I, I haven't seen if they're getting Chris Godwin back yet or not this week. But um, yeah, the Bears are just too inconsistent uh, to really bet on them, and so I'm, I'm like the Bucks. I think, I think Tom is figuring it out a little bit here after the first few weeks, and, and I think he'll continue to, to get back into Tom Brady mojo and, and continue it here and cover the spread. Yeah, I like the Bucks too. Uh, initially, before the season, I thought that this was maybe a spot. Taking a shit there, Zach? Yeah, I had to move, guys. I had to had to take a giant, giant whiz. I'm in the whiz palace as we speak. Okay. Save that. <laughs> so um, I, I got I got to take the Bucks in this one though. Like I thought that maybe this would be a spot actually to get one over and take the Bears, but because of their pass rush, I thought they'd give washed up Timmy Brady a hard time, but. You know, I, I just I, I gotta go. I can't I can't bet on the Bears right now. Did you watch that Colts game? I legitimately fell asleep in the second quarter. Are you are you holding it right now or did you already go? Like I'm I'm confused. Like I don't hear anything, but you're on the toilet. Like are you just like really like clenching right now and making sure nothing like I don't know what's happening. Just go and mute yourself. <laughs> well you had to That's give what a I've been doing. I already did. Yeah, the hot takes come first, Dad. It's hot takes, then you get to pee. I didn't know a hot take. You can't concentrate. <laughs> 
I had my mic muted while Nick was going. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. I, I didn't wow. know if you already went. You're just still sitting there. I just didn't know if you're holding and we had to kind of well, go Well, I can't. You. Well, so the uh, the computer is only so movable, TJ. So like, gotcha. I had to had to move locations once. Like I tried. I legitimately, guys, I gave it my best effort. To I do like to the paint show. in the bathroom. I think the viewers can't see that. But yeah, it's a nice paint. color. Nice it's, paint uh, there. I will say Jordan Nick really Nick kind of Nick kind of puts you in a tough spot. We're not on video today. You could have just gone right through. Nick's like, "Oh, you're in the bathroom." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Are you taking a shit?" I, yeah, I know. Well. I mean, I mean, I know you can do that when you're not on video, but I had to call you out for it. <laughs> I absolutely. That's had okay. To call you out. I I don't mind. I I'm in the Wiz Palace, guys. I had I had a bud. This bud's for you. No free ads. And it's kind of running through me, a little little post beer All right. beverage. All right. And so uh, I just couldn't quite make it through the show. I gave it my <laughs> best. There's the difference. Effort. There's the difference. <laughs> the proof's on the line. I just couldn't do it. Sweet Only clean... on this show would you be taking a leak mid show. <laughs> That's right. Clean sweep of Tampa so far. Interesting. Let's see what, what yeah. Coop does. Let's see what Lulu and, Z- and uh, Coop, and Coop do. do. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've been uh, not keeping up as much with Lulu's pick, Zook, but I still want you to send them to me when you get a chance. Oh yeah, that's okay. I've been dropping the ball. Tell Jordan, tell Jordan to hurry it up and freaking get the picks in. Come on, come on, get get on top of her shit. I mean, really. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Nick's just stirring the pods. Like, don't listen to him. Yeah, from Reno, I am. This this, this is what I do with Lauren TJ. I just I just put a little gasoline, I throw a match in, and I run away. <laughs> Literally, that's that. You, that's exactly what bras on the balcony is. That's the entire show. That's that's what Nick. Does. I just I just pour gasoline all over it, and then I light a match and Take get off. shit back and let it go. That's what he does best. Stirs the shit up and just leaves. And he's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> all right. So, look, you want to wrap it, sir? Yeah, I'm off. The, I'm off the Wiz Palace. You can probably Stop hear me saying Wiz Palace. Flushing <laughs> the toilet. You look a little flush. Hey, wash your hands, guy. Yeah, come, come on. on now. What are we doing here? Is Rona? <laughs> nice <right>, hallway. <laughs> yeah, he's walking through the hallway. This is leave the all this on the balcony. Difference. Are you like waddling with your like pants down? Like, how, did you like get to button them up? <laughs> Can I oh, say? No, I'm, I'm his good. Dick's just hanging. Can, can you see Zook with like one hand, out. laptop in one hand, headphones, and just waddling, just like through, like oh, I can't put my pants up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, that's, why got, I, that's why that's why you got to go list with uh, with the gym shorts there. <laughs> mm. uh, love to see it. Pro tip. All right, well that'll do it. Back to On you, that note. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I mean that just like totally just wrecked. Like the whole show closed. Joy like, Taylor. We were just the news. Rolling, just flush the Nick toilet just and just let that end it. I think. I think that's it's that would have been hilarious. Bruise on the balcony, uh, different. So I think this is what people come here for. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything else. I mean, if you guys oh, wanna, good rap because I got to take a hide. fucking leak. K Roberts Remax tour. Gold, K Roberts Remax Gold, Sarah Barron Family Finance Mortgage. Get involved and call them for crying out loud. If you're selling a house, if you're buying a house, call them. Nobody better. K has her number right here, and I'm about to tell you it. You ready? Here it is: three one four four zero nine four one one three three one four four zero nine four one one three. Online STL Homes, the number four, Y O U dot com. Sarah Barron, Family Finance Mortgage. What's her number? Oh, I got it for you. Here you go. 314 537 1282. You want it again, Nick? 314 537 1282. Online at familyfinancemortgage.com. Proud sponsor of Brews on the Balcony. Proud sponsor of From the 50 every week. Mm. Well, thank you so much. 
our, we thank our great sponsors. Can't forget about them. Ever. So for TJ, for Big Web, for Nick, I am Zach Zook saying so long from the, from the 50 Minute Week Show. We'll see you Sunday, week five. I'll be remote in Illinois. Big Web will be remote from Lake of the Go-Karts. Is that that's what you a, said? Lake of the Go-Karts. That's exactly. We'll, we'll be remote. TJ will be uh, holding down the holding fort. Down the so fort. we'll see you yes, for week five. Send us in your punishments for these fuckers. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha.